Happy Friday, theater lovers! This week's funky, stylish, and super sweet guest, Carissa Teske, tells us how she draws from her arts background in surprising and creative ways when developing costumes for shows. Carissa is not only talented with costuming, but when chatting about her acting experience, she seamlessly slips in and out of flawless accents with little to no effort. On with the show! Uh, so, let's get so. started. Okay. Welcome, Carissa Teske, to Thanks. Sarnia wow. Famous. <laughs> so, how we know each other is you made my costume. You and your lovely mama made my costume for Wizard of Oz. Yes. It was amazing. Uh, like, Aww. right down to the details on my hat. I wish that I could have taken all of it home with me. Oh. Oh, it was just, you know... I didn't fully feel like the character, and maybe a lot of actors feel this way, but I didn't feel like that character until I stepped into those clothes, right down to the shoes. And that's such a compliment to me, because that is one of my major goals when, when I head costumes. Because I've been an actor many times as well, an actress, and I understand what that's like, is you kind of need every part of your costume to come together to really feel like the character, right? So I totally get that. Awesome. Even down to the shoes because I, and I mentioned those because they were a little bit too big. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And you guys were so accommodating. Like, we'll get you another pair of shoes. And it was like, no, these are the shoes. They were boots, weren't they? They were, were they? I can't remember. I just remember I had like four pairs of socks (laughs) and I had these really fluffy white, horrifying socks that I had on because they were the only... And that was the only thing that kept me in those shoes because I wasn't, I didn't care if I wrecked my feet or if I fell down, I needed those shoes. <laughs> so yeah, that's how we know each other. And um, you, I wanted to ask you about, um, oh God, Grease Lightning. Grease. Oh, yes. But yeah, like you guys were so close to that going. Oh, and then yeah. so it was cool. a really big bummer because everybody involved obviously the cast and the crew but my mom and I were I would say probably like three quarters of the way finished with our costumes we had started from scratch and made the pink ladies jackets because I had a very particular idea in my mind of what I wanted and I couldn't buy it anywhere so my mom had sewed those from scratch and I hand painted the lettering on the back and then shut down hopefully they will mount it again I can't see them not and when yeah. you say very specific idea for the pink lady jackets, can you tell me more about that? For sure. Well, I had a very cool vision for my car. Co- I thought it was cool. I think Jackie agreed. So when I get a script, I'm very particular and thorough with my studying in it. And so I always like to pick a certain theme. And for me, the era of Greece was, I think 1959 was the year that somehow, I don't know if it was in the script or if that's what I chose, um, but that year pop art was really big. Andy Warhol Roy Lichtenstein, I think is his name, but I don't know if you're familiar with pop art, very bright colors, kind of graphic, solid pops of primary and secondary colors mixed with black and white patterns and a lot of polka dots, things like that. So my vision was to take that color palette of an Andy Warhol painting and put it into the costumes. So all of our costumes were these vibrant bold colors mixed with black and white patterns and some like black and white stitching along the edges to kind of emulate the outlines of the art and then um, 
our set people were working with us too. So they were going to kind of go with that sort of theme. And I think they were heading in more of a black and white direction. So the, the costumes would really pop. So we were so excited about that. So my pink lady jackets were a really bold, like a bubblegum, not even bubblegum, but more of like a deeper pink, hot pink instead of that, that baby satin pink. Cause I, that was more of an eighties sort of color. I wanted more of that fifties like really poppy so I love I love that and those are the kinds of things that I don't think the um, the average person would pick up on but definitely enrich it and you've got a background in art so is that where you're getting that inspiration from is your your background well I suppose so I'm like I've always been a really creative person since day one I did go to Sheridan for Art Fundamentals, which is an awesome course for anybody who loves the arts but doesn't know exactly where they want to go. I had a vision when I was 17 that I wanted to do animation. That was my life goal. But when I got there, I didn't get accepted to animation, so I went to Art Fundamentals. But you do a little bit of everything there, two-dimensional design, three-dimensional design, sculpture, paint, even graphic design. We Just a little taste of every sort of media and That really gave me, I think it really gave me the okay to explore different mediums and different thinking outside of the box and thinking of things in a different manner than just your typical paint on canvas or pencil on paper kind of idea. I think that translates into my theater stuff for sure because I'm a kind of person who loves to challenge myself to think outside of the box and think of new ways to create something. Well, for example, you were talking about your witch's hat and how much you love that. And for me, that was maybe a point where I'm like, I just don't want to do the same old, same old witch's hat. Why does it have to be a black pointy hat? And so I thought I wanted to make it a little bit more creative and unique. And uh, I just love that kind of stuff. I'm not that kind of person no. at all. So I, I just love hearing about like where people come from in terms of an arts background, especially. I remember when I, I interviewed your hubs, there was a painting behind him. Oh, and, yes. and I was like, where is he? Like, where is he in a museum? Like, what is going oh, on? Awesome. Because it was such a gorgeous painting. And he was telling me all of this amazing stuff about his background and everything. And I was just itching for the opportunity to be like, <laughs> where is that painting from? And it was one of yours that mm-hmm. you said was like hanging in your house. Which yeah. Blew me away. The truth is painting is my least favorite medium in art to explore so that painting took me like 10 years to complete so that's why it hangs on my dining room wall because I mean yeah I don't know why I hate painting but I love it it's like a love-hate relationship for me but I mean I don't like it either but I don't you know I don't take the time to do it so there's gotta be there's gotta be something something there but obviously like even looking at you I always admired so profusely your sense of style you your glasses like for people who are listening she's got these super funky the rose-colored circular glasses and as another four-eyed person (laughs) it's just fabulous and then like this funky hairstyle do you have like a little streak of blonde in there oh i've got the way the light yes i've got some natural highlights coming in my grays you know (laughs) well i've decided to work with them with some lighter tones so you know, I'm trying to embrace my age. <laughs> Good for you. I cover that. I cover that stuff up. So have you, have you always been, uh, you mentioned that it's always just from day one been part of you being creative. So when you were a kid, did you consume art forms back then as well? 
Yeah, well, my mom and dad are both very naturally artistic, very differently, but my dad is a painter, a hobby painter, like he's done acrylic painting for as long as I can remember, self-taught. He doesn't do as much of it anymore, but he has over the years done a fair bit. And then my mom is, she's kind of like me that she likes to dabble in a little bit of everything, but she's super creative. She's a brilliant seamstress. That's why we make an awesome team for wardrobe. She also... She's incredible with crafting and just very creative in the way she thinks as well. But yeah, she explores all different kinds. So I think I got that from just a mixture of my parents and they were always encouraging me to explore different arts and crafts with us. So you're, they were always encouraging you to do... Always encouraging, yeah, creativity and different arts and crafts. And we didn't have a lot of money growing up because my mom didn't work and my dad was the sole provider for four kids. So, but she was always encouraging creativity just at home and different crafts we did together there. And I guess that's where the love grew. And Do you have siblings as well? I do. I'm the oldest of four. Four? Holy Christmas! And uh, is everybody in creative stuff as well? or um, My two brothers are not, I guess they're creative in their own way, but not so much into art. My sister, she's quite creative as well. She does a little bit of painting, but she's actually got her own little business doing digital portraiture, I guess she would call it. She's pretty creative and talented there as well. So then the acting side of things, that's a, a side of you that I don't really know very much about. I mean, I don't really know much about you at all in general, but definitely <laughs> the acting side of things. Do you mind talking a little bit more about that? And Sure. I was a terribly introverted child. Like one of those kids that uh, when speech day was coming up in two months, I was like sick thinking about it. And the day of speech day, my goodness, I just did not want to get out of bed. And I remember many traumatic moments of teachers in my public school years yelling at me for not looking at them and not being able to speak. <laughs> speak clearly but anyway so <laughs> I don't it's I kind of fell into drama and it was the weirdest thing we moved to Petrolia when I was 11 and of course at 11 I thought my life was over but I only had one friend that I hung out with in Sarnia so for me I was like no I don't want to there's no way that I want to go through this but we went started going to a new church in Petrolia and um, the first day in my Sunday school class I had this awesome lady who was super creative and a lot of thinking outside of the box and exploring different things. And she was putting on a play for the church coming up. And my first day there, she said, okay, you're going to play a part in the play. And I was like, what? No, no I, I probably didn't even say a word because I was so shy. But I didn't feel like I had a choice. So I just went along with it. And I distinctly remember that Sunday, I mean, our congregation probably had about 200 people, but to an 11-year-old introvert, that was pretty scary. <laughs> so I remember, like, you know, your heart's just beating so fast, I thought I was going to throw up, but then it was my turn, and I went and I said my lines, and it was a more of a comedic role. I don't even remember what the role was, but they laughed so hard, and I just... I remember the thrill of thinking I became someone different and people loved it and it was so cool that I could do that. So I was bitten then and our church had a, a little drama club for the young teens and the teenagers and so I got involved in that and just did some little parts and that's actually how Richard and I first started hanging out because he was in the drama club as well and we did a lot of different plays over the years in our community and for our church and traveling to different places and doing things but I didn't get involved in the community theater 
until my late teens. I um well, actually, yeah, no, actually, I was early 20s because I was always, Richard was involved in community theater for a lot of years, like when we dated and when we were first married, but I was just, I was a bit too shy and I did a few things behind the scenes, but in 2007, Theater Sarnia did Steel Magnolias and I just thought, oh, it's a show I've always loved. I love that movie. It's such a cool story. I just want to audition and I went to audition for the role of Anel. I don't know if you know the, the show. She's the nerdy assistant hairdresser and I thought oh I'd love that role it's just a little bit of more of a minor role and I think it's kind of typecasting because she's awkward and nerdy and <laughs> but they ended up offering me the main role of Shelby the girl basically the story's about and I was just flabbergasted I thought why would they I can't believe they saw that potential in me <laughs> but anyway I embraced it and it was one of the best experiences and then I was I was stuck from there so 2007 was basically my first theater, community theater show. And I've probably since then done at least one show a year, sometimes two, <laughs> sometimes three. <laughs> but I've had some amazing experiences on and off stage. So I've been really fortunate. I think I remember Richard saying something. I think it was Steel Magnolias that you did a, a senior. I did. So I actually played Steel Mag in Steel Magnolias twice, acted once as Shelby in 2007. And then in 2010, Petrolia Community Theater was doing it. And I auditioned. I I wasn't really sure. Like I knew I was too old at that point to play Shelby. I didn't want to play the same character again. But I just thought, oh, I'll go out and, and see. Petroli Community Theater is not as big of a theater family as we have in Sarnia. So sometimes they're short on actresses. Um, so I just went to see. I didn't get a role, which was which was fine. Um, I just I don't think I really fit into any of the particular ages or cast roles. But then a couple weeks later, they gave me a call and asked me if I would mind stepping in and playing the role of Miss Clarie, which again, I was kind of shocked because she is one of the oldest roles. She's the senior lady that's the wealthy one that was married to the mayor and she's quite sassy <laughs> and she plays off of, shoot, I can't remember. I've, I've, I've the other sassy senior. <laughs> but anyway, that was a really fun role because I never, it was such a challenge. Like they, we did aged makeup on me and I really studied kind of senior movements and how your voice kind of drops a little bit when you're a senior. So I played with a lot of that stuff. And the coolest thing was when I played the role, somebody said to me, I thought that was your grandmother up there, Carissa. You look and sounded so much like her. So that was pretty neat that some people who knew my grandma had she had passed away at that point but that's really but, sweet yeah it was so neat that's <laughs> so. really sweet so when you say you you studied seniors how did you go about how did you go about studying them for the role just observation a, a lot of observation I mean I work with public every day that's my day job I'm, I'm a receptionist and administrator so I come in contact with a lot of seniors in my day so I would just observe their behaviors and their voice and stuff like that and then watching movies and tv shows you just try to be careful in your observation and how do they walk and how do they how does their voice sound compared to clips of maybe movies that a, the same actress was in years ago? That sort of thing. I love that because I think it would be maybe easy to just kind of fall on the, I don't know if stereotypes is the right word, but how old people act, you know, to not put any research into that and maybe go the easy route of playing a yeah. senior. So I, I love that you took the time and I guess working with the public and maybe still being just a teeny bit of an introvert would give you kind of the opportunity 
and the personality to observe people in a different way in order to, ab- well, that's to ab- true. absorb that. Is there any other times that you've used working with the public into a role? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Let me think. I mean, every time I take on a role, that's one of the things that I love about acting is you are becoming another person, which is such a cool thing to be able to do that. And so I take it pretty seriously. I'm, I love to do that studying and, and watching and, you know, even if it's just watching movies and, and different TV shows to listen to an accent and to study. I'm just trying to think. I don't know. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just found it yeah, very yeah. interesting because I hadn't thought about how working with the public would be a benefit. Um, like, because I, I work, I'm a librarian. I work with the public oh, too. Okay. So yeah. selfishly, I'm kind of taking notes here. Like, the next time oh. I have a role, maybe I could work that into my daily. Well, you, you and I come in contact with a lot of interesting characters in a day, let's be honest. So that's true. <laughs> that's always true. some inspiration. <laughs> that's a good way to look about look at it. So then um, with makeup, when, when you said that they put you in uh, in senior makeup, it made me think about the fact that you, you were doing the makeup for Richard for Wizard of mm-hmm. Oz. Yeah. On top of all of the costuming, and which is yeah. kind of crazy. Is that normally something that you would do when you're you're in charge of costumes is get involved in the the makeup side of things as well no not usually I think to be honest looking back I probably bit off more than I could chew but um Bethany and I had a conversation at the beginning of the production and um we talked about the fact that Wizard of Oz is a show that needed to be super cohesive in as far as costumes makeup and hair it really all had to go together so perfectly and you you know from your character from the green face and we had to consider where that makeup was going to end there was just a lot of things that kind of had to tie so closely together so she said would you be okay kind of heading up those departments and then you can kind of delegate to people within so I said yes to that but yeah it was a bit crazy but um, (laughs) I had some some awesome volunteers like the girls at the woods took care of the hair and they were amazing like I had a pretty clear vision too but they just really embraced what I had and ran with it and Emily Yacht worked with me with the makeup she wasn't as much able to commit to backstage stuff so that's why I ended up doing the makeup for Richard but she has her own makeup business and she deals with prosthetics and has an, an expertise in that area so we were able to get her to come in beforehand to kind of show us how to put the prosthetics on and teach us how to to apply the makeup with the prosthetics and that kind of thing so when it came to showtime it actually wasn't too bad again for me Richard was just a canvas I was it was really fun to do that kind of creative makeup and uh, he didn't have as quick of a change so I was able to take my time with him and (laughs) focus on the makeup and have fun with it. So has that become kind of like a date night in a way for you guys getting to share the theater together? Yeah I'm so fortunate that we've been able to do it together but there was you know when we were first married I came to the realization that if I didn't join the theater and start participating we weren't going to ever see each other. So that was kind of a decision we made to to try to do shows together as much as possible. So a lot of times if he's on stage, I might be working backstage. But we've had some really amazing opportunities to work on stage together, too. We've been really fortunate. We have two more recent roles that we played couples on stage. And those were really fun opportunities. And I can't believe the directors 
took a chance on us, but they were both really great shows. So Which shows were these? So we did, I think the most recent one was Willow Quartet. Jay Peckham directed that, and it was a festival show. Amazing show. Such a great memory. I don't know, did you see the show, Willow Quartet? No. So I'm a drama girl. I love drama. Believe it or not, I don't really like musicals. Richard <laughs> loves musicals. But. So for me, Willow Quartet was my perfect show because it's it's drama written by a local Ontario woman. Ooh, so it was cool. kind of based in our area and it was a about a very real life feeling story about a couple who were separated and on the brink of a divorce and and the catalyst of that was their teenage son was killed in a motorbike accident Ooh. five years prior and so it was a cast of only four Walton played my mom and Jeff Winter played my estranged spouse and then Richard played my love interest so yeah it was really fun the story kind of goes that this girl Kim is you know struggling with this whole situation and dealing with the the grief and then Jim Richard's character comes along as this new guy that's just come to stay he's a a local musician anyway it was just a beautiful story the way it was all weaved but the cool thing about it was we had because it was only four of us we worked so closely together and we talked that script through so much we had so many great talks and just turned that script inside out that by the time we got to show we were just such a tight-knit team and we just really were our characters we all just really felt like we nailed it really you know we were proud of our performance and we were when we were our preliminary adjudication the adjudicator was shocked that we had been married for I think at that point 18 years and he was like oh you were so awkward together like I wouldn't never yes and you're so awkward and we were like yes nailed it (laughs) that was such a such a great compliment no kidding (laughs) yeah awesome great experience and then the other show uh, a couple years prior to that we did the miracle worker in petrolia such a beautiful show obviously it's the story of helen keller and i ended up playing kate keller who is helen keller's mother and richard played her father captain keller captain keller and that was such a fun show because we lived together so we just went right into we we talked in southern accent the whole time when we were at home before practice and then by the time that we were ready for rehearsals we were in full southern mode gosh it was really fun in that regard girl you Um, just like switched it like can we just take a minute you just went right into a southern accent like it was no big deal that was such a cool moment thank you for doing that it sounded so good like you could definitely pull that off if you guys ever need to go on the lamb get out of town you just just be southern You're good to go. Oh, that was so cool. We were for several months. And actually, you know what? It was so funny. That show wasn't adjudicated, but we had somebody who came to one of our shows that was actually from Alabama area. And she actually said she was impressed with our accent that she thought that we were from that area. I mean, of course, in that area, there's lots of different dialects, but she was convinced. And I think it was because we immersed ourselves in the accent at home all the time. (laughs) It was just really funny. So we'd run lines all the time. Yeah, it was cool. That would be handy. That would be really handy to to kind of immerse yourselves and to learn your lines together. Like, it's super, super handy. Yeah, it was really fun. So what is it about dramas that... uh, that pulls you in more so than a musical is it that intimacy with the character that you're creating nowadays the musicals have come so far and there is a lot of really great modern musicals that i admit 
I've enjoyed. <laughs> but I think for the most part, I just like the, the, the realism of a drama and just exploring feelings. I like the roller coaster of real emotion that you usually feel. Like Willow Quartet, I love that show because it was, I had moments where I was laughing and joking. And then I had moments where I was like, scream crying like me and Jeff had this amazing argument scene where we were so into it and you had this big breakdown so I just love that emotion of of exploring the different yeah just the different roller coaster of all the feels you know and I think a lot of musicals don't make you they do make you feel but they don't make you feel that same variety yeah I think they're more meant to be to keep you up here to keep you happy there might be a few dips but ultimately you're gonna go right back up here so so if you were gonna step back into being an an actress Mm -hmm. and you could choose any role in any drama what would it be and go I don't know. (laughs) Do you know what? I'm not really a person that studies a lot of shows and reads a lot of plays. So I'm afraid I don't have any one particular one on my mind. But our friend Henry Canino is amazing at doing all of that. And she picks the greatest shows. And I would work with her and again in a heartbeat because I just love, she loves drama. I think she loves drama as well. And she always picks the coolest shows that have such such great um, depth intertwined within the story. I'm just trying to think. I don't know. What about even a, a movie that you saw that if they could turn that into a play? <laughs> the look on your face like, no, I got nothing. <laughs> I can think of. So we, we have been very privileged to to go to a lot of different drama like WODFL festivals Richard and I both have been involved in a lot and there's two plays that stand out to me that if we ever did I would love to be part of and one of them this is gonna sound morbid but one of them is it was an Irish drama and I forget what it was called number one I love accents so I think that would be super cool to try to do the Irish accent but it was like a murder show (laughs) it was it was I forget what it was called but it was about this woman who was kind of crazy like mentally ill and then she ends up killing someone and I just it was actually a winner at W. Odell and I thought oh I'd love to play that part that was a really cool I just like the challenge of you know playing that mental illness and and an Irish accent like yeah exactly that sounds like a lot of fun actually and then there was another really cool one at a more recent WODL that was called the drowning girls and it was they actually had water on stage so it was it was a based on a real life story about a serial killer again like I don't I don't normally want murder shows but but this one was about a real life serial killer who (laughs) killing these women and in bathtubs I think but it wasn't that part that intrigued me the part that intrigued me was the workings of the water on the stage and they actually had bathtubs on the stage and it was a cast of I think four women but they played all these different parts they would be telling the story and speaking like so and so and their body language would completely change and their vocal range would completely change to emulate that character and I think that's a cool so obviously I like a challenge, right? Yeah, something like that. I agree with you. Being able to step into several different mindsets, yeah. especially on stage where you'd have to visibly change. You don't necessarily have uh, an evening to prepare before you go to film again the next day type thing. And I've been really fortunate because I've had a lot of 
directors that have really taken a chance on me. So I have been able to play a lot of different characters. And uh, not too many years ago, I was in a one-act play with Ian Alexander as the director. No, wait, that was Ashley Carlisle who directed it. And she was I hope she directs a full-length show for Theatre Sarnia soon, because I loved working with her. She was an amazing director for a one-act. But I got to play a, a boarding house matron. She owned a boarding house, and she was a really rough character and had this Nolens accent. And it was just really cool. And, and I had horrid makeup on, and I had, like, a fat suit. It was so cool oh, that I fun. got to play. And I just love that people have taken... A chance on me and let me play the sweet Shelby character but also this just rough and tumble kind of character who spouts off at the mouth like I, I just love being able to play that variety of different and obviously you're you're excelling at it if people are asking you to do it or taking a chance on you and I could kind of see it because you're very polished and polite and sweet <laughs> And but also like kind of funky and stylish and obviously very creative so yeah, I could see that where a director would be like, mm, I got something for you. Let's give this a go. I guess they must see something in me. But well, I just my like golly, help. that southern accent, I can't even. And then you just hinted a little tiny bit at the, was it a Cajun accent? Just blows my mind. Love that yeah. stuff. So obviously the world's a little different right now. And we want to see Greece come back up and for you to, to bring that to fruition. But is there any, any other plays that you're hoping to get involved in or, or anything else that's kind of tossing around in your head right now? Well, we, Richard and I are slated to do Annie for Petroleum Community Theatre this Fun. fall. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, super fun classic. And Richard, the reason we chose that is Petroleum Community Theatre doesn't get the opportunity to do a lot of musicals and it'll be a good money maker for them because Annie will sell well. So mm-hmm. that's why we brought that one up. Richard has actually directed Annie, I think, like four times. Really? Before. Yeah, because through the school board, oh. he's done it a number of times. And then he was in Annie once here with Theatre Sarnia. And I think he's been in it another time too. Anyway. So he kind of knows the script fairly well. So I'm going to do costumes for that one as well. My mom and I are going to do costumes. I was just going to ask you if that was what you were going to yeah, do. Yeah, I was thinking of auditioning for Miss Hannigan because that was one of the roles that I've always had in my mind that I would like. But I kind of came to the point that I really, I don't love music enough to put that effort into it. I just, I'm, I can carry a tune, but it's something that I've never really had interest to invest further. And I've have a bit of a tra- traumatic childhood experience with singing so I'm a bit nervous about it and trying to work through that as a sensible 42 year old woman you know but <laughs> I just I think it would take a lot of effort and I'm just not I don't think I love it enough so I love the costume side more than putting the effort into the singing well so. yeah and I mean <laughs> you, you can be a grown woman and have had a trauma and still say hey that doesn't mean I have to sing right Especially yeah. if you enjoy the costuming side of things. I have to, can you tell me a little bit about what you have planned for the costumes? Or is that like a big no, no? No, we haven't really done a lot of research in and planning yet for it. But the thing about Annie is it's set right around the same era as we embrace for Wizard of Oz. So it's like 
end of the 30s, right after the Depression. So a lot of my research notes from Wizard of Oz will be able to carry over into Annie. So I think that that will be good to have that background already. Yeah, we haven't really sat down and thought a lot about it just yet. Yeah, I don't know. It's cool to be able to costume for Petroli Community Theatre because um, we have yet to work they have an amazing wardrobe there and they've been blessed to have Karen Whiting with them for a lot of years who is an amazing very professional seamstress who has created period costumes of all different eras for them and so they've got an, a beautiful wardrobe there so we get to work with that and look through all the, the treasures that they have and so you get to be petroleum famous and Sarnia yeah. famous. Oh, yeah. Well, Richard and I grew, both grew up in Petrolia, right? So that's kind of our home theater. Yeah. That's kind of, we started doing things with them. Like Richard did a lot in high school with them. And I did a few, lot of things behind the scenes. I've done a lot of uh, lobby displays for them and, and photos and things like that. And acted a few times for them as well. So they're a family too. Like we love going back to visit with them all. And nice to have an opportunity to spend a few months with, with our friends there. So is it a matter of what the shows are? And that's how you decide whether or not you're going to participate in a Sarnia show or a Petrolia show? Or do you try to split your time even? or how does that work? Well, it's totally has to do with the shows. And I I think I I feel a slight bit of guilt because I've had quite a few people ask me to do shows that I said no about. But I and I do really take the decision to heart because for me it's a big job. When I say yes to it, I embrace wholeheartedly jumping in with two feet like I'm I'm very much a stickler that it's got to be cohesive and it's got to make sense and I've got to put a lot of studying into it if it's not a cohesive product I don't want it to go on so I do put a lot of thought into my decision but I really want the challenge so if it's a show that I don't really love or maybe it's something I've already done similar to, to it before my mom and I are just kind of like, no. The last show we worked on, we put over a thousand volunteer hours in between the two of us. So, and that's research and wow. that's shopping and putting pieces together and sewing as well. But that's still a lot of hours, right? So you want to make sure that you're passionate about what you're what you're doing. So absolutely better that you feel the guilt of saying no than the resentment and stress yeah. of saying yes. And I have said said yes to things that I wasn't 100% sure on before and I've regretted it and then you just every night you don't want to go to the theater and I I just don't you know I've just decided that I don't want to you don't you only live once you don't have as YOLO, much YOLO baby yeah and this is your hobby it's not a vocation yeah. it's meant to be fun so if you're yeah. if it's not fun then get out of there exactly yeah so I have to ask too uh with your mom I mean I'm super close with my mom uh, but I don't know that we could work on a play that closely together because we might smother each other. Um, <laughs> we're both two very strong personalities. So how does that work with you, you two girls? Like, it's just, it's a natural, if you're going to do costumes, she comes along or, or. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't do it if I didn't have her with me because we make such a great team because we we pick up each other's slack. So I am not a seamstress by any means. I can I can sew a straight line. I can do basic stuff. But my mom is a brilliant seamstress. She She's all self-taught. When we were growing up, she made us kids clothes and she made clothes for our dolls. And so she's had a lot of practice. But she can... I love working with her because, uh, well, for a lot of reasons. But she doesn't... She's more of a background person. So she loves that I'm the person who will 
to do the meetings and organize people and delegate things. And she also doesn't really enjoy the designing aspect of it or that she likes to be given instructions and to create. So what I love about working with her is I usually will think up the best costume I could imagine in my creative brain. Like what do I think would be the coolest thing? And I usually draw a picture and write it all down. And I say, okay, here, mom, what do you think about that? Can you do it? And a lot of times she'll just go, okay, sure. Let's see what we can come up with. And it's so cool to see the end result. Oftentimes is a lot like what I imagined. That's <laughs> you know, of course, you make compromises along the, yeah. the way, you know, what materials are available, what patterns and practicality comes into play, of course. And sometimes the actors likes and dislikes might play into that too. But for the most part, she's brilliant at just being able to say, okay, yeah, we can just do that. She's also really great at refashioning and repurposing. So we both love to thrift and we'll be able to go and say, okay, do you think we can take this, this, and this and make it into this? And she's like, yeah, I think we can do that. We were going to, for Greece, we had a plan for Sandy's end costume. And we kind of worked with, I had made kind of a design and, and we'd worked with Taylor about what she was comfortable with. And I had this cool vision to make like a leather bustier out of remnants of old leather jackets. So we were just taking apart different leather jackets and piecing it all together to make a cool kind of off the shoulder bustier with a little peplum. So it was going to look really cool. Oh, that but. sounds amazing. It just started that when we ended, so we never really got to see the thing. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see it. I know it. Um, yeah. This town definitely seems to to adore the musicals. So, and that is such a classic. I can't, I can't yeah. see them not picking it up again for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember too, I don't know what it was. I think it might have been all the socks I was wearing. I was sweating too much, so my pants kept like getting too big. And your mom was amazing. She would just like, all right, give them to me, vip, vip. And they'd be perfectly fit again, which just blew my mind, like how you could just sew up some pants like it's no big deal but yeah I, I love that and that goes either way if you're at Petrolia or or in Sarnia she always comes with you for sure we haven't cost you for Petrolia yet oh actually. okay so this will be our first venture the first one. But, but yeah I'm for sure she comes with me wherever I go so, <laughs> so I have to always make sure she's on board first before I oh, say yeah. yes this is what we're doing yeah get your sewing (laughs) machine i can usually convince her because if i get passionate about something she's like okay sure if you want to sure that's (laughs) awesome she's so supportive so obviously there's something in it for her too to put in that many hours it's not just because she loves you it's because it's there's a piece of her heart that's invested in the whole process as well Absolutely. And I think that she's a person who really thrives on having a purpose, right? And and being needed, the people at the theater in that role, they, they really need her. You know, like you said, if your your pants are coming on down, you just, she loves to just sit at the behind the scenes um, off stage and just, yep, whip up a little something for you. And she just Absolutely. loves it. Like what a different show it would be if the Wicked Witch walked out and her pants fell down. Like that would exactly. be a very different show. And I don't know that I always planned having underpants that really match the theme. So it would have been especially... You should have talked about that. No, we should have. Like, there is a chance my pants are going to... You know what? Has there been any good stories that you can tell me about, like, costume malfunctions being involved in costumes? I was thinking about that, you know, and I just, I haven't, the the shows that I've worked backstage on, I haven't really, I guess maybe because I've planned and choreographed every single costume change, we haven't had a lot of issues. I mean, you, you were there in Wizard of Oz the last 
scene change, we choreographed and we practiced that because it was, I think we had two minutes, didn't mm-hmm. we? Or something three. like that. It was very short to get the main characters all, you, Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Lion, all out of full makeup, full character costumes into regular people costumes and so we had a team we had all of the secondary actors backstage lined up in the little tunnel and everybody had their role and they were ready and and I worked with the team on Richard's costume change and those poor young kids and he was whipping off his sweaty parts and and a poor Ayla she had a towel and her job was to wipe the sweat off of his head like so we could pop that wig back on it, it was just such a beautiful teamworking moment and I think it went off without a hitch most nights I mean it felt crazy but we got it and really when you think about it that's absolutely incredible that there were little to no malfunctions in something like that where there are super quick changes and maybe someone green that's not accustomed to costume changes or maybe feeling a little out of their element or whatever it might be a million little factors but the fact that like you said you planned every moment and you practiced it and you were there putting in those was it a hundred hours between you and your mom like that a thousand a thousand hours hours seems like a lot never mind that's why i probably didn't hear that because a thousand is insane so that's why we started logging them just for interest sake originally we worked with rebound in our summer kids program and we had to log them for their purposes i they track them so that they know how many volunteer hours happen so we just started doing that as an interest factor to see like you know how many hours are we actually spending on costuming and yeah pretty amazing but we enjoy every moment of it and i mean all of those hours that we did put into it were hours spending, you know, creating memories with my mom. And I just love creating with her. Those are moments that one day she's not going to be around, right? So I'll have those memories of her and building that relationship and also building relationship, you know, with the community, the theater family too, right? And just loving on people. We're really big on that. That You know what? That's part of our theory for costuming is one of our main goals is to make sure the cast members feel important and valued because I've been in shows where the costume people didn't make me feel that way and I just kind of felt like I was a bit of a bother and I've witnessed things where especially working with kids where um, adults have been very mean and very demeaning that would affect their body image hugely so my mom and I both curvy women you know we're very sensitive to and you know it doesn't matter what size you are every actor that we usually come in contact with has some body issue or some discomfort area so we make that one of our main goals to work with with actors and make sure they're comfortable and make sure they feel good in what they're wearing and if they don't let's have a conversation about it let's find ways that we can tweak this to make you feel better about yourself on stage and feel more comfortable so and that definitely shown through for me I I definitely I felt like you girls were there with me we were trying stuff on we were excited I never being a curvy girl myself I never felt self-conscious or worried that what you were going to ask me to wear would you know accentuate something I didn't want so that definitely you've you've succeeded in that I can only speak for myself but I can't imagine that anyone else feels differently Well, we had a heartbreaking moment where one of our curvier girls made a comment that she said, oh, you're, well, we, we make a lot of things from scratch because we really think that 
number one, customizing your costumes, right? So in Wizard of Oz, we made the beautician costumes from scratch, just based on a vision I had in my brain. And we had all different body types and sizes. And one of the girls was just flabbergasted that we were doing that for her because she had been told by someone before that nothing would fit her. So just figure it out or or sing backstage or something. Like, it was just a heartbreaking moment. And we're like, no, no, we want to make sure that you, everybody needs yeah. to feel beautiful and confident or maybe it's not beautiful maybe that's not your character but confident in who you're portraying and that's our, that's our goal our mission for well, costume the theater obviously it's working like <laughs> curvy girls of the world unite that's too bad that that person had that experience but obviously this would help heal those wounds at least yeah. even if it's just incremental it all helps in the end and hopefully mm-hmm. the world is changing a little bit more in terms of embracing the curvy yeah absolutely so for sure so we're creeping up on that i can't even believe it but we're almost an hour in how did we talk for an hour <laughs> see i love it i love it so much it's so much fun I, I still have a million things i could talk to you about but i don't want my computer to burst into flames <laughs> So we'll just have to save it for um, when we get to work together again, because yeah. that's going to happen. I'm not a I'm not a singer, so I'm not big on musicals either. But hopefully there'll be oh. another musical with a character that don't sing, and then I can come <laughs> hang out and exactly. we can nerd out a little bit more on costumes and stuff. That would be great. Um, thank you so much for for indulging me and taking the time. It means a lot to me. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Oh my gosh, that's the I'm honored to be considered Sarnia famous. Heck yes, and Petrolia famous girl. Don't don't forget. Maybe that'll be my next spin-off show. Yeah, they don't have a t-shirt, so. Oh. <laughs> okay, thank you again. Um, have a lovely evening. All right, okay. thanks, Alice. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, kids, that's all for today. I'm delighted to say that next week's guest is Mulan Burke, and she tells us all about her vision for Theatre Sarnia's youth group. See you then.